We're going to mix it up this time. This could be a podcast, and I'm Bobby. And I'm Nathan. This could be a podcast. A biker's approval is very valuable, and it's so nice to have in your back pocket. I mean, when when I was playing in the Neil Young band, and honestly, before my original rock band that I was playing with, we had... There's a lot of biker bars around this area yeah. for some reason, like whatever it is. Because it's but a beautiful drive. It is a beautiful drive. It's so a beautiful drive. we would like fall in. I remember the first time we got a gig at, uh, it was New Diggins General Store in mm-hmm. New Diggins, Wisconsin. It's gorgeous. And it's very small. I know you've been there, but uh, mm-hmm. people listening might not have been yeah. there. But it's a, literally a road. It's like, it's got a stop sign. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Two, two roads come together. There's a stop there's a few houses and then the general store. It's an old general. Well, the what? Yeah, the one building was an old general store, and then was was the story that there was a train that went through. Like the train used to the go. The train through. used to go through. That sounds about right. So, anyway, so we we got this call. The band couldn't do the show. They had a cancellation or something yeah. like that. Like last minute, it was like the day of, and I think it was a Sunday as well. So it was like. <laughs> 10 a.m. phone call? Yeah, 10 a.m. phone call. Can you guys play at noon? Noon. Yeah, noon noon to four or something like that. And we're like, uh, sure, sure. I think we can. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we were in, you know, it was an in at the place. Yeah, it's got like four, it's got four or five rooms upstairs. Yeah. Whether you're traveling and wanting to spend your time in rural, <laughs> very rural very Wisconsin, rural or, Wisconsin, or just, uh, you know, have a couple too many that night and there is no Uber's home. No. From, you, from, you will not get an Uber. You're not going to get an Uber no. from uh, New Diggins. So, yeah, sometimes they'll have a room for you to crash the night in. So we had a, so we got our shit together and we're like, okay, cool, let's go do this. Because we knew that if we did a good job, there might be potential bookings yeah. on the road. And so we got in there and we were just like, oh, we're going to bring it. And, you know, when we start playing, again, it was that biker nod, biker <laughs> approval. Like, once we got done with the first set, you could just see them like, all right, cool. All right, yeah, that was good. You guys are good. Like, coming up asking yeah. us for stuff, asking us if we know certain songs and shit like that. And by the time we got done with it, the owner of the place, who's still the, the owner, uh, it was like we were good in guy. his good graces. Yeah. It was just like, all right, cool. You guys are solid. Blah, blah, blah. Here's more. But it's like, we literally played there my entire music career. You know, yeah. like, even when we were on the road, we'd come back and we'd go and play there and. Other other biker bars are operate exactly the same way. Like, yeah. if you can get them on your side right away. Yeah, I. They'll literally kill somebody for you. I think yeah, I think there's just a prevalence just because the river the river road here in Dubuque area the the tri-state region, if you mm-hmm. will, has some really beautiful winding roads yeah. along the river, gorgeous bluffs. I mean, it's just it's a really p- picturesque place mm-hmm. to go for a ride. And yeah. in the sense that like me- it's meandering with the river, it's not just a boring but with like straight road yeah and it's i can see why bikers you know would like it and of course there's the subsection of bikers that are they're real bikers that belong to biker gangs and and you get to know clubs uh well depending clubs clubs depends on who you ask i think uh i think gang has been thrown around if the fbi asks them (laughs) yes if the fbi it's a club yes exactly but uh no, I just remember like running into like legitimate bikers and then, you know, the people that bought a Harley because they always yeah. wanted to and stuff yeah. like that. And again, I have no dog in the fight. I don't care. But yeah. it's when you run into a real biker, you're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I we're going to have very superficial conversations about <laughs> and I get this. I'm going to agree with everything you say. Yeah. So tell me who you voted for the last th- <laughs> exactly. three political. Yeah. At that time, we I I think we were 
Yeah, Obama must have been elected. I, I don't think we would have been like, yeah, we, Obama! We're big Obama supporters here, guys. Let's go. Great. All right, here we go. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> Let's get out of this unnecessary war that we're in, right? <laughs> right? They probably yes. would have agreed yeah, with they that. They might have agreed with that. Yeah, which right. is, again, where in, I was surprised. I was always surprised, like, when... Um, well, when I joined the Neil Young band, I was surprised that there was this subsection crossover of bikers and Neil Young fans. Like, it doesn't seem. Yeah, that sounds weird. It sounds weird when you hear it, but initially, like, Aren't when you they're all supposed you, to be Steffenwolf fans. But like, then you start looking. It's like flannel. You you play keep on rocking in a free world at a fucking biker bar, man. They go nuts. You know. <laughs> they just, that's it. I'm letting my hair down. That's it, man. It's I These gotta start. I gotta good. dance. Yeah. Yeah, so it was always like, I was like, wow, huh. Did Neil Young, like, did he have, like, an album where they, he rode, like, a Harley or something? Or, like, no, he's into no. trains. No. I think, uh, tra- I mean, it's a transient lifestyle yeah. of trains and uh, bikers. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of transient lifestyles. But, like, we'd play, like, Ohio, you know, like a protest song. And oh. you'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'm like huh. I, well, this is a good example of getting to know people instead of right. just assuming. And I mean, don't I get me wrong. I'm sure there's <laughs> there's stereotypes happen for a reason. Yeah, I, I just imagine I don't think a lot of bikers are really pro government. Yeah, <laughs> which is the overlap. Yeah, I mean, really, that is like where it, that is the thing where you, when you do start to talk with most of them that I got to know, just let me live and be free. Isn't, yeah, isn't exactly. God, I'm really happy that we're in Vietnam. Right, but the live and be free can really be nuzzled up next to the hippie movement of like just you know living life, peace, love, and yeah. understanding, and all that stuff. Right, where like on paper, you know, if it's like a cartoon, you're like, oh, bikers don't like hippies. Bikers break the skulls of hippies. Right, I read that in the joke book from the fifties. Yeah, exactly. But also, and then in reality, which I think is like a lot of things in the world, but like when you look in reality, mm. it's like, oh no. Bikers are actually like two stones throw away from being a hippie. Mm, they yeah. just are a little more aggressive slash violent and yeah. really. That's why, I mean, that's why there was Easy Rider, you know? That's why there's Easy, Easy Rider. Rider. And that's where you get like a pop culture uh, example of like, that's not that far fucking away right. from hippies and bikers. And I'm sure a lot of bikers like dropping acid. A ton of them. I, I imagine. They I imagine. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Get those real straight edge bikers. Watch out. Oh, man. No, I mean, the amount of days we've had at uh, biker bars and just having fun with drugs. And mm. I mean, it's good. It's a good time. I don't know. How, I feel like I'd slip up and say the wrong thing. Like, yes, we can. <laughs> you guys know who I'm excited for? Hillary. You guys Hillary. ready for this? You guys, you ready Hill for dog? Hill dog? Hill oh, dog. man. Hill dog. Pound it. Yeah. Pound uh, it, bro. You know, because it's about time we break that glass ceiling. Am I right, boys? Yeah. High five. Bitches be tripping, you know? <laughs> No, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I can you say the, the story. Do you remember that vine? What? That vine of Hillary Clinton in Cedar Rapids? No. And it's like is a like picture of a koozie with a can in it that says Chillery Clinton. Okay. And then like cuts to a wide shot of her like holding it, and she goes, "I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids." Was it a, a it vine? Was a vine. A vine <laughs> it was a vine. It was a vine that her like her fucking you know her mm-hmm. social media crew put out and it's the most ridiculous well talk about like cringy thing and i love vine with all my I, I know you do but like talk about <laughs> seeing the person for who they really are you know like i know we've talked about tom hanks in the past year but it's like it's hillary trying to be relaxed is so awkward because yeah. she can't be and there's a reason why and whatever that is who knows but it's clearly very tough for her to look like she's being chill in uh, cedar rapids yeah. you know 
Well, it's hard for anybody to look chill in Cedar Rapids. Let's just be honest here. Cedar Rapids, Iowa is a beautiful little industrial town with very little, little, dare I say, culture. There's not a lot of culture going on. Wow. And that's thrown shade. That's shots fired coming from a guy. I mean, from a guy who lives in a town that was considered to be a real shithole. Dubuque used to be considered a real shithole back in the day. And I kind of love those stories, though. I. I do very much rough enjoy and, rough, and rough Dubuque stories, but our yeah, listeners yeah. probably don't care so yeah, much no. about it. So tell me about you doing drugs with uh, bikers. Oh, I can't remember. Actually, it was a recent well, You can't story. remember. Well, I mean, I have- Classic drug story. Other stories of doing drugs with bikers, but- That you remember. Well, they talk about, so talk about being offered stuff, and you're just like, oh, oh okay. well, fuck, I can't say no, Yeah. but I'm like, I don't know what the- Is this just mm-hmm. weed? Is this just weed? You Ugh. know, kind of thing. But they would come, and they would have like, you know, shrooms and stuff like that and they, it, it, they would just come up to you again because you're the band yeah. like, oh, good job man and like their thank you would be here's, like here's some drugs here's right? drugs and you're like oh that's really nice you yeah, appreciate that just have like a tip can yeah. you just give me a 20 can you sometimes send me a 20 yeah sometimes they do that but uh but no, here's a joint of questionable substance yeah <laughs> it's laced with you, you don't know where this has been right it could have PCP. I might have dipped it in formaldehyde. Exactly. I'm one of the, you don't know. <laughs> you, uh, I actually misplaced where I put this joint <laughs> in my pocket here. Hold on. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, there it is. So I don't know. Did I ever tell a story on the podcast about the getting the fight with the bar owner at a biker club? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Listen, we've been doing this for so long. We have been. But, uh, but long story short. We recycle stories, though. I get, I get into a fight with this bar owner who, like, there was a miscommunication at the time. I think I, I might have told this because our drummer Your was- Your drummer, like- like rode with his drums on a motorcycle on a motorcycle or wanted to and i'm like no if you do that's, that you'll die that's dumb you're, you're gonna a drive bad idea an hour to a gig with your, your drum set somehow secured to your motorcycle it's a bad idea no this is bad the bass drum the kick drum yeah For, how's that i'm like i don't even know how you're gonna do it i don't have time to like go like <laughs> get inside go your brain play, play by play about why this is a shit idea yeah can we just settle on that it's a shit idea can we save ourselves 10 minutes and just... yeah so long story short we ended up like communicating that we were going to start late but then he got there in the nick of time so we ended up starting on time and so we finished at our normal time and then the owner thought we were going to go extra and he got all pissed and he was like you're never playing here again never playing here again blah, blah, blah. and he's like a notorious drunk in the town and like just a fucking blowhard nothing you do is right if he tells you to do it then you better do it otherwise you know that big bravado shit <sighs> And, yeah. But we got into like a, a shouting match for damn sure, and he just kept following me. I was walking away from everything, yeah. and he just kept following me, following me, following me. And uh, you know, it, it got about as close to fisticuffs as I'm ever really yeah. comfortable with, yeah. you know. And um, but then I thought in the back of my mind, I was like, if I punch this dude, if him and I get into a fight. How many people is it going to be just like a record scratch where it's like, what the fuck did you just do? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I'd hope that enough people would say he's just following them and badgering. Like, like yeah. if you follow somebody and badger them, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, no, and it was it was three times that he came back after. I'm like, just pay us, we're just, done. Because I was overplaying yeah. there anyway. I'm like, no, we're fine. That's fine. fine. Just pay us for tonight and we're out. Like, yeah. we never need to play her again. Blah, 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 blah. And to the point where... It was funny. It was the kicker of the of the story where I go up to the bartender to get paid, and she's like, "Well, what did Jerry do to you?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, apparently we stopped playing at the the time we agreed upon, and you know, that was that was a that's problem. A problem. Yeah, that's a problem." He's like, "Yeah, he's a fucking dick." And she paid us, and she's like, "Sorry," and I'm like, "Well, I appreciate that's that." That's not guys. good. No, that's no, and he. And this was a lot of 
a lot of backstory to this one too. It wasn't like out of nowhere that this yeah. guy was just being a dick. No, I mean if you're a constant dick, that's a that's a problem. He would like come up to us in the middle of a song on a sh- like when we're playing a show on the da- on like trying to get people on the dance floor, like come up and be like, your guitar, your guitar needs to come down. It's too t- your guitar needs to come down. It's too loud, too loud. Like we're in the middle of the song, man. Like. I don't know what you want from me. I don't. I've never understood that when people come up to me while I'm playing music and ask me a question or tell me a direction. I'm like, I have things coming out of my mouth. I'm yeah. singing. I'm also playing guitar. What What do you want That's from me here? Hold on second one second, guys. Stop the song. Stop the song. Hold on. What was that? Okay. Yeah. No, we don't. No, we don't know that song. So. See, that's why I communicate in hand symbols. <laughs> Just say you down, you down. Or, or come up in. Or uh, come up to me in between, in between songs. Songs. Also, like when you can normally communicate things, like every other facet of life. Who's running? Is I'm taking it. There's not a guy running a sound. No, 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 no. It's us. Yeah, and that's and it's all and it's based on his opinion. My guitar could not be loud. You know, it could could just be he needs to say something to say something. Which, Hmm. for me, that has to be one of the most annoying traits in a human being. As someone that is so insecure with being in a in a idea setting, you know, blue skying or anything like that. And I'm going to use that term quite a bit, yeah. actually. Um, but when they, they're so insecure in their own position in whatever right. conversation they're in, they just have to say something to say something. And it's not constructive <sighs> yeah. mainly. It's just like, I I don't know. I think yeah. it should be blue instead of, I mean, yeah. why? Well, I just think it should be. That's my problem. I don't, I don't, well, that's why I stopped going to meetings. Like, I'm just done going, I'm done going to meetings. Oh, I hate meetings. It's just like, I'm, like, I... I mean, our business meetings are fun, but we have good, we have solid business meetings. We had a nice one right before we started, yeah. which is good. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why I need. Well, I need to say something. I need to show that I've been, you know, productive here. So I just, I, I'm done. I'm done going. To I think it's an insecurity. I really do think it's like they're they're worrisome that they're not bringing anything to the table. Yeah, or that maybe their opinion isn't relevant. But it's like. If you don't have anything to offer, going back to this guy, you know, it's like we're playing music, right? If the guitar is loud, you can say that, and I'll take that into consideration. I'll trust yeah. that you're you're hearing it, right? That's but, the like, problem when you don't have a front of house guy. Well, but also, I it's not my first rodeo doing this thing too. I can, I know you can gauge. You can, well, yeah, I mean, well, you're an attentive. I am very. Attentive you're an attentive with, musician, as compared to the number of people that not. I've seen, and th- they're for good or for bad. They're in their own world up on that stage, mm-hmm. and that sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it's just like, well, clearly, I don't, I this is way too loud. That's too, way too loud, mm-hmm. and you guys aren't looking out here at all. You're doing your own thing yeah. up on that stage. Yeah, I want to be engaged. Well, as an audience member, I cu- I go to live music to be engaged. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things. We just recently had this happen at our last show we played, where. We set up in this in this situation. There's little tables and stuff all around, and it's a it's a brewery it's, restaurant, yeah. right? And it's not a big it's not a big space for us to set up and play. We are right you on top are, of people. Your dinner music. That's a well in this at the, that place. Yeah, well, this is the thing that venues need to understand. And so when we set up, when we're setting up, there's two tables like right in front of us. I mean, that's bad. I mean, probably awkwardly, like from, awkwardly bad. Uh, it could be if we're not attentive to it. Like if we are not aware of it, because we—I mean—we've had s- situations where we walk into a place, we scare people just by walking in with 
uh, gear. Yeah. They're just like, holy shit, no, let's get the fuck out of here. No, no. Especially if we sit down by them. Like, if, yeah. down, if we start sitting up close to them, you can just see I, the panic. I like, don't oh, want to have to make eye contact with these people. Right. And what if they're not good and then we have to clap at the end of it? Right. Ugh. So we, we set up and I'm like, you know, my goal is to not have these people leave because we're loud. Like these two tables yeah. specifically. Yeah. Because again, like they just sat here. They didn't know there was a band. They're not here to watch us. That's fine. Most of these people are not here to watch us. That's fine. They're there to eat dinner. They're eating dinner. I think the Hawkeyes were playing, so they were there to watch the Hawkeyes sure. too. Right. But um, so we set up the show, or we set up and we started doing our little sound check and everything like that. And they're like, oh, I really got to go. No, 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 no. They did the opposite, actually. Oh. We, we did our sound check. I'm like, cool. We'll figure out everything. Katie's, Katie's like, I can't hear this and this. I'm like, well, We'll figure it out. Like, I'm not going to do an ad nauseum sound check. Everything's working right now. We'll figure out we levels. Got, we got we've got levels on we got everything. Levels. We won't. We'll we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. And so we start playing, and then at the end of the first set, they're still there. They're the only two people that tipped us. The only two tables that came oh. up and gave us, you know, a tip and everything like that. I'm like, well, that's a badge of honor. We kept them there the entire time. Entire time. And. And it's frustrating because so many places don't understand that you're hiring a band. To facilitate the ambiance of the room that you that you have, right? Like, is there a dance floor? Then why do you want people to dance? If, there, if there's not a dance floor, then where are they going to dance? Right. You know, they dance at their table like a crazy person. That's a crazy person move. No, so and that place is such a. I mean, that's such a that's such a restaurant. It's a restaurant yeah, more than it is a, a brewery. It's you know that's mm-hmm. and the beer shows up quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, that's more of a restaurant. And I don't. Do you, do you think you're better than being background music? I mean, like, I don't mind. Are you, are you too good for background music? No, I don't mind it at all. Okay. No, because again, that's that's, that's the other fun. thing that's really frustrating about musicians is that the you're not playing this show so that you get signed. There's no A and R guys in this crowd. No. Right. And the amount of musicians that show up and play a show, like like they're gonna get signed after. Like this is gonna be the this one. This is the break. This is the break. And I have musician friends where. You know, they're way older than I am, and they're still kind of hoping that maybe this will be the thing. You know, this will get them to the next level. Ugh. And it's like, what what level are you talking about? Like, do you think? Where do you want to? Like, go? you're gonna get a hit song? Do you? I, you don't understand. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to? I mean, you want to get signed for a cruise ship? Correct. I mean, maybe? that was that was a legitimate That's like option. <laughs> like, we played with a guy that uh, he's a drummer, and he would go away on cruises for like six months. Yeah. And I was like, oh, huh, that's interesting. He's like, you make fucking good money and i mean you're playing you're three shows you're playing three shows a day you yeah. know but again three shows a day yeah jeez yeah i mean i'm sure every ship is different his situation was playing three shows a day hmm. but yeah that's interesting i want to be again, a, yeah but ahead. like how how bands used to operate i mean actually that was a tier to like i remember uh, one of our bass players he uh they were the house band at a hotel at a hotel in uh south dakota I think for oh. for like a summer or something like that, and I'm like, huh? Well, tell me more about that. Like, how'd you That's get something that? Something you're interested in? Well, I'm I'm in, I'm always interested in those old stories and stuff like that because, you know, back then with recording music, how it was, it was so difficult to be able to record, to yeah. afford to record, right. to have the talent to be able to record, yeah. all that different stuff. So, like a tier of like getting being the house band at a place. That's that's a great gig. I in mean, that's cons- well, it's a consistent show, and usually you get paid pretty damn well mm-hmm. and but you're playing every night you know it's yeah. like the movie roadhouse remember roadhouse uh yeah I'm there was a house band there and that was the same band every night yeah it was the blind dude that played uh pedal steel yeah 
It's the same band every night, though. Yeah, I same guess. band every night. That's weird. It was that a, might be a movie. It was totally a thing. What was the movie we talked about? Wasn't there a movie with uh, Old Town making a movie? Oh, those, oh I, I take this back. <laughs> I remember it very clearly. Uh, we don't need to talk about Give Me Three Steps. As oh. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's still a really good idea. Still Trademark. A good idea. Tra- but whatever the hell are. <laughs> Leonard, Skinner, Leonard Skinner's family can fucking sue us. Or, I'm from Jacksonville. or lived in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yeah it's Leonard Skinner. We can talk. We like Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I got wait, it, man. Yeah, what you need to do is get a job down in Orlando mm-hmm. at the Universal Studios because yeah. they take, it's 45 on, half an hour off. Really? <laughs> it's just like, fuck. For, is it union? Uh, apparently, it's got to be union. Because oh, so we're like, okay. What do you mean? Like, like are these just regular employees? Or yeah, I, I mean, or are these like every actors? every music act? Oh, okay. I saw. Okay. It was forty five on half hour half on. hour off, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Because how many music acts did you see in Universal? Oh, like three or four. So like throughout the like, theme yeah, park. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, no. This was this was like a, in the in City Walk. So okay. the, the dy- anytime you say city walk, I just think of South Park. Shitty walk. <laughs> city walk is is the uh, uh, group of like bars and restaurants that is like around. It's an area. That, okay. That stay. It's on. It's part of the resort. Okay. Right. And uh, they they're open till two or whatever, two gotcha. or three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's clubs. They're 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 getting away from the clubs. Okay. Because nobody wants to go to clubs anymore, and you know. Also, like, who goes to a club? Because of and, Trump, or I know, you know, just dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like who wants to go to a dance. Because COVID, I guess part of that also just like the idea of like going to a place and just dancing and drinking doesn't sound. What are the white girls going to do? I don't know. So, what did the white girls do while you were there? Well, I don't know. Did they? Because we, the, we, we, we did went, you? How many white girl woos did you hear? A few. So, so we okay. went to a place. Okay. Uh, I. I enjoy karaoke. I think yeah. it's a, I think an inter- it's an interesting. I I'm going to use this term very loosely, and I'm going to get a lot of pushback from umami. Some, some people, okay. a lot of umami. <laughs> it's somewhat of a not not an art form, uh-huh. but it's a performance art. It's a performance. It's art. a performance. I will, art. I will say that absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. a performance art. No, and I, I enjoy. It. It's a way for people to perform. Yeah, and I think I think that's a, more it's, people need to be performing. Speaking of the tiers, you know, of yeah. what you can do, like yes. playing at a house, a house band at a hotel, yeah. that's a tier. It's above yeah. karaoke. Yeah. No offense, but it's, no, you yeah, know. I, no, I feel like drunk people singing karaoke is not the same as playing at a bar. As a house every, band. As a house band right. every night. Okay. I, I will totally recognize that. <laughs> I, but I enjoy, I enjoy karaoke. I enjoy performing. I enjoy, yeah. in, like, I, I don't have the, I don't know, the, uh, the gumption to be a part of a band. I don't uh-huh. want to be part of a band. But I enjoy You're singing. You're a loner, so. Well, there's that. <laughs> That's why I'm always, anytime I'm singing karaoke, you know it's me because I'm in the darkest corner. I got my hat pulled down and my leather jacket on. <laughs> I'm a real, real loner. Anyhow, so there's a place that had, does live band karaoke. Okay. Uh, that That's there. Yeah. And it's like, Oh well, that's that's interesting. That's and, a novelty thing. I mean, it's. I mean, I, they've. I've. There's been uh, live band karaoke here coming through town, and I've mm-hmm. done that once or twice. And I'm like, oh sure, we'll do this. Yeah. It's my wife, my wife enjoys watching me sing karaoke. Okay. I I enjoy <laughs> performing karaoke, and uh, anyhow, so not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyhow, so the point is that they're like, okay, all right, here we go, and you know, you put your name in a fishbowl, and hopefully they'll pick you out, and mm-hmm. you can go up on stage and sing and. It was a, 
it was a whole sham with like people who were there earlier and like had reserved seats and were drinking more got up and sang more than most people. Hmm. I, I I think just because you had because you had reservations, you were there, you could put in your name ahead of time. They were able to pre-select those songs and ready to go. Okay. And there's a couple birthday parties. Was there I, a drink minimum, by the way? Uh, I don't think so. There wasn't. Okay. I'm but, just wondering if it was kind of like a we want to get the drunk people up here actually because it's more entertaining. I, I I think it was it was more just like there was like two big groups. Okay. Of like thirty people. Okay. And people would put in their names, and then like one one lady went up and sang like three times. I was like, "How's ah. that work?" I'm like, uh, "This is bullshit. This yeah. is bullshit." Why did she get more songs? I don't know because she was there early and had a reserved spot. Anyhow, the okay. problem the problem was that the band would only play for fucking forty five minutes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You'd play for forty five minutes, and then it was a full fucking half hour, right? Of just like sitting there and you're like, "Hey, we'll be right back." Yeah. And it's like. What kind of union fucking gig is this? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and it's weird, too, because, I mean, I always think half hour is too long of a break. It's too long of a it's break. It's just long enough to, for people to think that the show's over. Yes. Because what we, when it's my wife and I playing, like, we, we cut those down to 15 minutes, mainly because I hate talking to people in between mm, sets. Yeah. You know, so I'm just yeah. like, I need to go to the bathroom, I need to get a drink, and I would like to get back up. Yeah. Because I would rather do that than talk to anybody for for five minutes for five minutes exactly because that especially to when playing a show and people are out to see you it's never just five minutes and it's never just one person it's constant people all everybody wants a piece of bobby well i mean they come up and they're like hey because sometimes it's the only time you see these people yeah you know and even like when you're not bombarded with a bunch of people but to talk to five different people in a half hour time and also go to the bathroom and get a drink that's half hours too long it's it's too long and it's also like you're you're going to ruin the rest of the crowd. You're going to ruin the vibe, right? And so we we actually started doing that a few years ago. That we yeah. started taking shorter doing breaks. Hard fifteen. I I don't know. Like I hate it when they do. People take longer than fifteen minutes. It's like yeah. Let's we need to get back on the road here because yeah. that's that's the thing. Like you're going to keep the crowd longer. And, and going to that my point, I job. wonder. Well, yeah. But uh, to my point i was going to relate back to you though is that that could just be the precedent that was set in universal you know right well, long ago a, and then that's just what you do because when i started that's what it was it's like oh you take a half hour break it's hour on half hour off and you do, that's just what you do yeah and i'm like no one's saying you have to do, have that. To do that no one's like no one's theoretically even saying that you can just play like three hours straight and then take an hour and a half you know take an hour right. off and get done early like right. but yeah, no, um, there was a guy doing um, Spanish guitar at, at one place, and then there was Flamenco? a- Flamenco? And there was a full Jamaican band. Okay. You know, they did the same thing. It's just like- Flamenco? It wasn't, no. Oh. Uh, maybe, yeah, there was a, he, okay. he dabbled. Okay. He dabbled with some flamenco. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. yeah, he dabbled <laughs> with some flamenco music. And, uh, and they, I mean, they were all very good and very yeah. talented and, yeah. and everything, but it's just like, yeah, for a fucking half hour? You need a half hour break? Yeah. I mean- Well- and again, yeah, I've been on both sides of it where sometimes it's very hard to wrangle in musicians. And once they disperse, holy once, shit, once they, the amount of times, stay. especially drummers, it's drummers are the fucking worst because yeah. those are the ones you're like, hey, uh, can you get the drummer? Hey, drummer, whatever the fuck their name is. Yeah. Like, hey, can you 
can you come up here, please? Can you stop talking? I, I'm looking at you right now, like yeah. staring oh, at you. You can actually make eye contact with me. He's not back behind some dumpster. Well, I'm sure that's the only thing. I've also had that, too. It's like, like, we need to find our drummer. Him, he's somewhere back in the back dumpster. I saw him like five minutes ago, I think. Doing drugs with a bunch of bikers. Yeah, and uh, exactly. we got we got to get him, we we gotta gotta get get him on stage now before shit really starts kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have him on the plane of existence of making music. <laughs> and then he can be in that plane of existence for, for at least like another 45 four, minutes. Like, you can do that for four hours, you know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but otherwise we're going to get him stuck. He's going to be starting talking to, about what is really God with some random biker and yeah. we're not going to be able to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I think I saw the circle in the dirt and I, th- I really thought I was going somewhere and I really <laughs> thought that maybe I am Jesus Christ yeah, just or maybe that hole in the dirt's Jesus Christ. And then I got really confused and that's when I pissed myself. Yeah, but I mean, what is thirty minutes even really, man? What, you what, know, what, what is, is, it, what is time? You know, what does time even mean? What's thirty? Minutes? What do you mean late? I mean, late. What up, does that even mean? It was up thirty minutes ago. I mean, to five minutes ago. We got to get into fucking <laughs> playing back music. Come on, yeah. three, two, one, go. Okay. I'm I'm actually counting on you to be able to count numbers right. and do these things. Keep time, actually. Yeah. Um, and if you could keep all the paradiddles to a minimum this time, <laughs> Jim, that'd be great. Please, please. No, it's a uh, yeah. Adventures and playing shows, and like the, the the those different tiers are always like when we moved to Nashville, and our initial thought. I mean, we moved after the car accident and everything. We were going to go down and start touring because, in our experience, touring on the East Coast was much easier. It was driving an hour, two hours to a place versus six or seven hours yeah. to a place. Right, you driving the Mountain West. The Mountain West. There's a lot of space in between. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. after our first, you know. Uh, tour of the country and stuff we're like yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna keep touring and do this then we should be at least centrally located in the east coast or or around that at least so uh and but then when we had trouble like being on the road and everything like that and the tours were like oh fuck we need to kind of pivot then immediately became well we're in nashville like what's the process becoming a nashville like band you know Hmm. and not and again different like uh, aspirations, like I'm not going to be in a band so that I get noticed, right? I'm right. fully aware. I just want to be a working musician. That my job here is to facilitate white girls going woo and doing that, and you have to come to grips with that, right? How hard was that to come to grips with? It was never got to the stage because it was incredibly difficult to even put together a band. Like mm. you would think in a place with that many musicians, that it'd be easy not only to find people, but people willing to like practice and show up and you know be reliable. Yeah. But it took us, I think it took us three months, two or three months to put together a practice, like putting together charts, like good, like getting all the songs, like printed out, uh, writing all the chords and stuff like that, all the lyrics, getting all those things out. So they were all literally on the same page. Sure. And sending them out, it was a six piece band. So we sent it out to four other people. And six like, piece. Yeah. So well, that's your problem. Well, do you want a full sound or not? Do you want to be able to play, uh, you know, uh, the devil went down to Georgia? Then. You need a guy that can play the fucking fiddle, and here's but the that's thing. well, that's what you take that one off the list. Well, I mean, in Nashville, though, much like those live karaoke bands, like if someone says, "I want to play this song," I'm like we well, don't know that song, like they, ha- they're, they they're, ha- you have to be able to your play job is to know the, to Georgia, no your job what. is to know the songs that people request. That's what's going to make you a better band. Is that when they say like, "Oh, that one," yep, hold on one second, two, three, three four, you know, Contra Road, take me home. Yep. So put all that shit together. We had one fucking band rehearsal at the drummer's house that was like an hour outside of Nashville because the only one that like uh, like gave us any time of day. Yeah. And we had a rehearsal. The rehearsal was fine, but immediately as I was driving home, 
I got a call from two different guys in the band that already had a problem with other people in the band. Like, this is immediate band drama after one fucking rehearsal. Like, and I and I can't even remember what their complaints were. It was something, it was so fucking stupid. Like, I think we're playing, like, too many songs that people don't even know, like, or something like that. And it's like, we're just trying to lay, lay, the, lay the groundwork. We're doing four hours of Devil Went Down to Georgia here, guys. Right. But uh, the amount of people that would be like, oh, we don't need to practice. Just tell me where the show is. Wait, what? Like, how do... How do you think we're going to get this show? Like, we can't ask to get paid because there's so many bands. Like, bands will just play there's, for tips. Yeah, there's no band. You're, you're, not, you're not getting paid. You're not getting paid, right? So we're going to go to, you know, let's say Tootsies or something like that yeah. and be like, hey, we have a band. Can we have a show? And they're like. What do you sound like? What do you sound like? Well, well, um, well I don't even they, know. They'll show up. They said. I mean, it was it literally like one of those things. Like, And that was actually one of the reasons why we wanted to get together and rehearse so we could make the the drummer because he was actually one of the better guys he like recorded it so we could have something to give people and everything mm. like that like here's an example of what we sound like yeah and, yeah but the amount of people that were like oh just tell me where the show is i'll just show up it's like that's not how this thing works i don't like who's going to hire us if they have no representation of how we play and yeah i don't know quickly realized like i don't really want to fucking do this this is kind of stupid you don't want to be a band member in uh nashville tennessee no no. Right now, could you sign up, move to Nashville, and join a band? You think it'd be easy to join as a, a band? As a guitar player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's always on the table. Is that always on the backup? No, that, no, no, no. That's no. not itching at the back of your brain? No. No, no, no. 45? That's like a party trick I can pull out, though. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, right now, I can move to Nashville and join any band. <laughs> Okay, yeah. guys, just tell me where the gig is at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Then I get to just tell me where the gig's at. Just tell me where the gig's at. Uh, that would be actually play? my response. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not practicing this shit. No, I'm just... I, I don't need to practice. Devil went down to Georgia. I mm-hmm. kind of know it already. Well, it kind of. I mean, it's not Nashville, but it's like we, uh, my old bandmate, we were we were down uh, downtown. There was a chili cookoff that happened. Classic. And and I. We were down. We were gonna buy a gift for my mother-in-law. Mm. Uh, oh, I, I forget even what it was for. It was a gift for my mother-in-law. Anyway, that's why we were down there. We had no idea the chili cook-off was going on. You show up and there's a chili cook-off. We show up it's and like we all park. of my dreams come true. <laughs> right. We show up and we park, and I'm like, oh hey, there's my buddy. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And so we kind of just bullshit a little bit, yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, we're playing here today. I'm like, oh cool. And I saw the guitar player in the band, um, and I'm like, holy. And I thought to myself, I'm like, holy shit, he looks rough, like. Mm-hmm bad yeah and uh this band their their bass player recently passed away like it's probably a couple weeks after it i mean not not very long so they had a replacement bass player and i was like oh shit the guitar player doesn't look good okay you know i said hi or whatever and we just went on and bought our stuff and then yeah. kind of left and then like an hour later i get a phone call from my buddy's wife who's there he's like she's like uh hey so can you uh can you come play guitar like uh Bob can't do it anymore. Like he's a uh, he he's in the car right now. He's he's having troubles and everything. I'm like I'm like uh like like right now like right like for the rest of the rest of the night or rest of the day. And she's like yeah yeah. And we had actually we had a show later that night. That was my only trepidation was like, well fuck we have another show later tonight. So I just have to be able to get out, you know, and and time to get. You're not worried about like spending too much energy on your fingers. No, it's literally a time crunch. It's like I can't play till five if we play at seven in another town. You yeah, know? we go. We have to have time to like get out and everything like that. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. So quickly, you know, my Saturday of just 
doing nothing until we were playing quickly that, became that really bothered you no it didn't no it was fine oh, it didn't no oh it was fine because you love your downtime i do love my downtime but <laughs> no it was uh no it was fine like i went and played guitar and they're like i'm like just tell me what key we're in like i'll figure <laughs> it out like it's fine Man. they didn't throw anything weird at you no they didn't yeah they threw they threw weird stuff at me but it was like, like what uh like a 10 minute gypsy dance oh that's oh those guys yeah yeah oh well, you can just layer in whatever. Yeah, and I did. And that's all you do. I did. You're, you're just there for, you're just adding texture. <laughs> well, it's a little more than that. Yeah. But well, no, for that bit. Sure. But yeah, for that specific bit. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things like, yes, I could Ten minutes. probably, it, this sounds boisterous and overly confident, but yeah. I mean, it's like I can hang. I can hang with people, that's like with me. musicians. Throw me in any situation. With musicians? With musicians, I'll make it work. On stage, playing instruments? Yeah. Not a trumpet. I can't make a trumpet work, but a guitar you could make that work. Yeah, no problem. I can, I can just, Two, three, four, <laughs> and then just, and just look like it does. What key are we on? <laughs> which one? Which what, note is that again? What is that? Is what that, is that? Yeah, this is an H, right? Yeah, right. H. H sharp. So here's the deal. I'm too used to playing on a Fender. That's what's going on here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I need my own stuff. This is this is uh, all wrong. Yeah, this, this is, is all, all wrong. wrong. Hold on. How do you keep this thing in tune? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like tighten it too tight. It was one that's, of the, how, that's how I like my guitar. It's just break just, all the strings individually. It's a little bit too light. That's a little just, too tight. Oh, sorry, yeah, guys. I can't play okay. anymore. Hold on. Let's try the next one. <laughs> Hold on. It's almost there. I got so, perfect pitch, almost, actually. Uh, Do you think you have perfect pitch? No. God, no. Okay. No, that'd be ridiculous. Because get this. I know what notes are. I don't know what notes are. Mm-hmm. I know it goes from A to F or G. G. And that's about that's yeah. about it. And when I look at sheet music for for voice, uh, I can see it go up and down. Yeah. And I can kind of say, oh, it goes up here mm-hmm. and goes down here. And if I hear it once, maybe twice, then I'm like gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I know that a sharp makes it go f- make a funny sound. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, oh, this, oh, that's the number, that's the symbol that makes it. Well, that's oh, a funny uh, symbol. And makes it a, make a funny noise with That'd it. That'd be a flat. <laughs> well, you just did there. Well, yes, I but. mean, there's that too. Uh-huh. Uh, we Flat's do sh- the other funny symbol. We, we, well, I, I don't get called a, like choral music. There's not a lot of flats. Yeah. It's much more sharps. Uh, I guess that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of like, oh, make this be flat. No. Well, I mean, it's. A, I mean, generally, well, it's the same note. not for tenor. How about, How about that? that? How about that? Uh, yeah. So, and then with like drums, like drums are a whole different bag of candy. That's a whole different thing, and like I, I feel it's almost like drum, like a drum line where it's like uh, I can hear it, and then I can, mm-hmm. then I, I hear it once, and I can see it, and then it's yeah. like okay, all right, I can match that up with my with my hands now, right. but. Other than that, no. And then guitar tab is a whole no- different uh, piece. Guitar tabs, um, I never learned how to play guitar except for I wrote a couple songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a song. You never co- learned how to play, but you wrote a couple songs. Yeah, I wrote a song. Like, huh. For some reason, my freshman college roommate, he brought a guitar because he kind of knew how to play guitar. Because he was a freshman college He's roommate. He fresh, freshman college. Did he bring it to every party? Uh, no. Thank how God. much Jack Johnson did he know? You knew, like that was like when Jack Johnson yeah. came out, uh-huh. and he like read about it, like an ESPN article about like up and comer things between Jason Mraz and Jack, Jack Johnson, Johnson and, John Mayer guy, and John Mayer. Like he's like, and, oh, this Jack Johnson guy, he's pretty good. And I'm like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. it's fine. No, so I'm like, oh, hey, guitar, and just me like fucking around. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, that sounds okay. 
and it's just like holding down one fucking <laughs> <laughs> one fucking uh, yeah. one fucking string. And it's like yeah. And then I wrote a little song called the uh, the piss Jude off song. Oh, which is yeah, it's a whole little song about pissed Jude off. Yeah, it's the song that I played to piss Jude off. Okay, this is this is the song that I played to piss Jude off. It's the song I sing oh. to piss Jude off. It's little little Tom Jonesy in there. Off. I mean, that's just me and my no natural cam- natural natural timbre. Yeah. Is, uh, you Tom just Jones. Asso- associate with Tom Jones. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, fair. It, well, I am part Welsh, so I got that going for me. Is that it? Yeah. Is that what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, like Tom Jones is like uh, he's like the. I remember uh, that was a Conan interview. Where he's like, yeah. So I I hear you like the third greatest like Welsh hero <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it was like it was like uh, you know, a guy who ro- rebelled against britain mm-hmm. uh some like scientist guy who did something he gives a shit and then tom jones nice. <laughs> it's just like i like i love tom jones uh, tom jones is great yeah he's a, he's a, he's an excellent performer yeah. and then also i always enjoyed like when i'd be exercising mm-hmm. when i used to do that uh i always enjoyed putting on it's not unusual because mm-hmm. it's two minutes long and it's and like, just do I, can, I can just fucking just power through this. Mm-hmm. I can just do this as long as the not unusuals go on. I can, I can like, I can sprint. I can sprint as long as you yeah. know, I can keep going. Cause I know it's fucking just two minutes, just two minutes. I need to get through two minutes of whatever. But it's all, it's not unusual. And then it's like, then say the love be mine. Let's sing. That song fades out, right? Yeah. That's that fades out. So does what's new pussycat. Yeah. Those, yeah. I think the fade out and the key change are the two like producer tricks to make just to get the fucking day over with. I mean, it's like, what? How how can we finish this song? We need to figure out how to finish this song. We can't come up with any. Let's just fade it out. It's an interesting. That was a great uh, Vox. I'm not a big. Vo- I don't watch Vox too much anymore. Yeah. But back in the day when they were like putting out a lot of interesting, thought provoking videos, and I didn't mind getting pushed politically a little bit, like having my personal like beliefs questioned okay you know i don't mind getting pushed too mm-hmm. a little bit you're a man of the people it's fine i'm well, no just if somebody wants to like come at challenge me hard, you challenge me with some like hard liberal ideas mm-hmm. okay yeah. where where are you coming from i'll listen to it i feel that's what the basis of this podcast is about right we challenge each i mean other. yeah me with my really hardcore liberal beliefs exactly <laughs> and, and you with whatever the, whatever you want to say you are <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, like I'm some kind of hardcore liberal. Yeah. You know. Uh anyhow. Well with the new political landscape you are. Yes. I'm practic I might as I might as well be fucking Joseph Stalin over yeah, here because I'm yeah. such a like it's 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 very uncomfortable for me. It really yeah. is. Uh that's why you have the blue mic, by the way. Is that what it is? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh don't tell my don't tell my deceased father. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, let me think here. Where were we, you talking about? Oh, so oh, Vox. Vox. So Vox, had, they had, and uh, they had a series called Earworm. Oh yeah, I remember. And they, yeah, and they, great. like, and they, like, a really interesting breakdown mm-hmm. of some interesting, you know, musical things. There was a really good one on uh, the, not Reverse. What's it? What's it called? Reverb snare was reverb. oh uh, yeah the gated reverb gated reverb yep. snare yep you know fantastic that it, that it became like the sound of the eighties yeah and then also the last three years yeah. Um, Fantastic uh, little eight-minute video. If you want to break down a history of like what you know, what is going on with why did that become a sound? How did it become a sound? Right, and then everybody just saying, "Man, that sounds so fucking weird and different." 
I'm using uh, that's it for everything. Like it's it's so new and it, it, it's really good. Anyhow, they were, I'm trying to remember like everything that she said in the video, but she was talking about fading out mm-hmm. and just how. It, and I think it, it was much more of a crutch for uh, DJs and dis, for disc jockeys more than anything that they really didn't. Well, uh, the the idea of like radio DJs, radio DJs having somebody go okay. And the song's done, mm-hmm. and now we start a whole new song. Right, they, like as compared to just fading out and fading another one in, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of weird. Well, and that's th- the art of being a radio DJ. I mean, I might talk about a lost, <sighs> right. dead art. I mean, because again, I always thought it was interesting. Like there are songs. I mean, Freebird and uh, 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 Stairway to Heaven are are great songs. And it got a Davida, Incredible Valley. And it got a Davida, sure. I'm, Put him on uh, the same plateau, I guess. <laughs> I sure. don't know how much Ana got a defeated. I don't know how much that got the full version. But anyway, like knowing that a DJ would put that on because he had to go to the bathroom or something, mm-hmm. or they had to go to the bathroom, like at some point, like yeah. th- how much that led into the popularity of the song, just because they knew they had that amount of time. Right. I mean, it's a set break essentially. You put on fucking Freebird, you can go to the bathroom, you can smoke a joint, and come back and do the rest of the right. show. Right. And now everything's pre-programmed. Now everything's pre-programmed. You don't even need to be there. I mean, no, there's guys who like sit there going one day a week and knock out all, all of, of the, all of their recordings. My wife works with a lady that does that. Really, mm-hmm. I like that's nuts. I don't get it. It's it's sad because it's. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I've actively listened to the radio. I mean, yeah, I'm a I podcast man. I, I uh, stopped. Yeah, and it's just dead. I, I remember when we first moved back, we had a. I mean, our car. We didn't. I didn't have podcasts. I guess to listen to at that point or whatever. I yeah. wasn't on the podcast train, but when we first moved back to town, but um, listened to the radio quite a bit. And I'm like, I don't. I don't need to hear "Don't Stop Believing" ever again. Ever again. That song right. plays way too much on the radio. It's a great song, and I think that's. There's a lot of songs that are really, really great songs, songs, but they're stuck in the radio rut. And I think, and my problem is that with the progression of time. Like, so I remember my mother, she listened to the oldie station. Yeah. And so I listened to the oldie station as well. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed 93.3 uh, KIOA a lot. I mean, it's a real, I mean, listening to oldies is, listen, we're talking about the best songs from the past 30 years or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Ever. It's a big, yeah. And when they stopped dropping, they like, I remember one time it's just like, I haven't heard a fucking doo-wop song in forever. Like. On the oldies? On the oldie station. I'm like. Oh, oh, are we done having doo-wop? And then it's like, oh, we're... Was there a progression, though, of the catalog? And then, yeah, and then it's like, oh, we're getting disco now. Like, you know, we're getting some... I don't consider disco to be... Well, like, I mean, like Casey and the Sunshine Band. I mean, that's... Well, that's just... That that doesn't compute. Tell that uh, fucking Van Halen on the oldie station now. I mean, it's just that doesn't that, compete. <laughs> that's where we're, that's where we're at now. Yeah. So uh, there's and then there's this. There's still a station here in town. It's an AM only station, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like play golden, golden. Like it has to be like anything from before 1954. Yeah, isn't making the cut before the civil rights <laughs> movement. We right. don't play anything after the civil rights and it's, movement. And if it's yeah, and unless it's Ella Fitzgerald, it's not making. It, it's not yeah. getting on the you know. So no no real doo ops. No, and it's just very. It's very. I'm like so. There's this whole like weird section. Uh, you know, like early Elvis. Like at what point on the dial could you turn on the radio and find Elvis on on the dial today? Well, that's. It, what, what no, you're I, mean, des- I, I can't, what, I can't think, uh, but what you're describing is the progression of a music catalog. My frustration is the stagnant nature of a music catalog. Yeah. When when we like move back, I'm like, 
theoretically, if this is a classic rock station, I mean, why is the '90s should be classic rock by now? Maybe they'd pepper in every I, once I in a think while. They but, do. I don't know. But well, I don't, because we don't have a classic rock station anymore. No, but it's one of those things where, like that Eagles documentary, made a really good point. I don't. I don't think you've ever watched it or ever. Well, why would I want to watch that? But they were like the first, like generation of classic rock. So like when the classic rock yeah. radio format came out, yeah. they were one of the five bands, you know, right. that, that were the classic rock bands, right? And because at that point they were kind of like, we're done. Like we don't really want to yeah. do this, you know. We're not like really as popular as. I mean, they were still very popular, but like yeah. they were that first thing that was a classic rock radio station. Use them their, as a when cornerstone. Did, when, did their, when did their greatest hits come out? In the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. In the early, early, early mid eighties. But again, like eighty-two or something like that. Something because they have two of them. Yeah. But yeah, so they then that's a very valid point because it's like, well, yeah, they actually didn't need to do anything. They right. just Listen. benefited from the radio format mm. changing and classic rock being a thing, and now all of a sudden everyone's hearing. You know, they had tons of hits. Now yeah. they're just hearing all those hits all the time. It's like if everyone listened to the same Spotify playlist or shit like that. Sure. And when that mechanism is broke right now, like a, as it is, everyone's mm. personalized stuff. I mean. How do how do you get a mass formation of people to listen to a single song and be like, yeah, that's fucking awesome? <sighs> yeah, I well, you, here's the deal: you sell it to get it licensed to play on a fucking ad. Yeah, that's exactly that's, what you do. And that's, I mean, the the amount of people who are writing music for ads today yep. is that there's a lot of people doing that. Think of the just the songwriting process. Like, well, how are we going to sell this? I mean, what? There's some garbage songs we hear at sporting events when we're working, like where it's just clearly like. Well, Especially out of the Nashville country music stuff, like, like when when the lights come on, I think that song. When the lights come on. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I want. I want to I want to be able to write a song. Just that, clearly pandering to the event that just you're at. A pandering. I I remember what it was. Was it a happy birthday song? It's like I want to be. I want to have a song that is like the like happy birthday song. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I ever fucking made ever, and I mm. just sat there and fucking like let checks roll in, right? Because it's so fucking it, it's ubiqu. It's like people going to Happy Happy Joe's is a is a local pizza chain mm-hmm. here in Eastern Iowa, and it's like almost like gun to your head obligation that you have to go there for a child's birthday party. If you don't, like, if you you're don't gonna, your name's gonna get put on a list. If you if you don't take your kid to Happy Joe's for a birthday, so. They can have their birthday Sunday and have them. They got a big car horn that goes honk honk honk. It's a very special birthday here oh at Happy Joe's. Let's all stand up. Oh, and it's turning nine. So let's see if we get everybody clapping. Hey, see if he stands up. Now we're all gonna sing Happy Birthday, mm-hmm. and it's this awkward thing where, like, if you're the table right next to them, you want to talk about like like being forced into like participating. Right? Exactly. I am literally like a foot and a half away. I guess I got to sing fucking happy birthday to this yep. fucking kid. Yep. And you're and now it, part of the show. And for me, it's like, if I'm, if I, if I'm the adjacent table, I will sing just because I'm a good person. If I'm more than you a table, tell it to yourself. If I'm more than a table away, I'm not fucking singing happy birthday to this kid. No. Quite frankly, I could barely hear what the name of the kid was, so yeah. I'm not going to sit there and what am I going to mumble at that point? It looks like a piece of shit. That too. piece of shit, fucking kid. <laughs> I said, <laughs> no happy birthday, bud. Happy birthday. Uh, anyway, like that's what I want to be. Like I, I was. All, like between that and becoming a kicker in the NFL, mm-hmm. like the like, give me like the, <laughs> just I want to have a very. I really took the heart when. Quiet, Wait, do you want to be a starting kicker? Was it Quiet Riot or a place kicker? I want to be a place kicker. You want to be a, a starting place kicker? 
Yeah. You don't want to be a backup quarterback. I think backup quarterback is the best job. No, because like then you, I feel like backup quarterback. You can play forever. You have to just like you have to pretend like you care and pay attention as compared to the back. I mean, the kicker is just like just just over there just taking chip shots. But you gotta you gotta just practice and chip. Shots. You have to make a kick every once in a while, otherwise yeah. you'll be kicked out of the league. You well, know? no, you have to. Well, you have to make your chip shots. You got to make your pats, and then which is like just easy peasy. That's like breathing. It's like right? playing a guitar. <laughs> it's simple. Just finger here. Well, no, it's well, fine. Like, listen, it's if you're practicing a ball, you're telling you're telling me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I dedicated like, you know, three solid days of uh-huh. me practicing kicking. Okay. What do you think my percentage would be? Of making a field goal from what distance? Well, for twenty-five for a PAT. Twenty-five yard field goal. Yeah. Your if, perc- I, if, if you. <laughs> practice for three if days I have, if i practice here's for, what's gonna happen okay you're gonna hurt yourself on the first day <laughs> no i would easily so i would easily i would ease into it come on i i really i think you'd be lucky how many have, kicks you uh, taking how many kicks it, you taking okay. i want parameters for this for you practice for three days you're gonna get let's say an average I, kicker I, an average nfl kicker might get 10 kicks in his life to prove himself Right, I'm, and I'm talking. I'm talking straight PAT. I'm not taking talking like a fifty yeah, yarder. No, I'm just. I'm I, talking. Yeah, that, I'm talking twenty five yards. We've got the distance. That's twenty five yeah. yarder. Okay. If I give you ten chances to kick after, after three after, days, after that three days, ten chances. I, I think you'd be lucky to get one. But I I think I'm probably shooting seventy percent. Oh, we need to make this happen. <laughs> I think you'd be lucky to get one. I, I'm just saying, I don't want to insult you and say zero because I don't think I could get one. Honestly, I, think, I bet after three days of, of, of practice and training, and not like three days in a row, I'd probably I'd, I'd gap it out just so I could <laughs> eliminate the injury bug. <laughs> yeah, let's let's because I know I'm going to be sore. I understand that. Yeah. I understand how my body works. Yeah. Okay, Bobby. I, I'm practically a doctor. Anyhow, like it, like I think after after I, if I'm not shooting seventy percent. After three days of like training, oh, I I so want to make this. Happen. I would love to see. I mean, if I sat there and I focused for eight hours a day, huh. and really like broke that. Let's okay. Is there an indoor? Because I really want to facilitate this. I really want to make um, this happen. Um, I mean, I got access to an indoor facility, but I don't think there's it. There's not a. There's not a goalpost. Do we have an indoor post? That I mean, there's got to be an indoor practice facility somewhere close. And you got some time well, off coming. There's, there's no Christmas snow, breaks. There's coming no around. snow on the field right now, so we could probably go. Here's the, if I go out in there and start kicking footballs, <laughs> somebody <laughs> might come and yell at me. Who knows? Come and yell at you. Well, that's the other thing too. Are you going to wear regular shoes? Are you going to wear cleats? I mean, that's a whole thing you got to get it work. I'd around. wear I'd wear one soccer shoe. One sock because I think that's the kicking foot. Right? Yeah, yeah, you have to have a plant leg, so you have to yeah. have cleats at least on one. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So I got to go buy cleats for this. What the fuck? No, yeah. Well, I mean, anyhow, <laughs> yeah. I I think. You're, t- I, you're telling me that you don't think I could kick 70%? No. No, there's no way you could kick 70%. I mean, if you did, I mean, I would I would put my life savings on, on the line. Mm. And that's, not a, that's nothing against you. I just think it's a much harder thing than you're thinking of. It's not that hard. <laughs> Have you ever kicked a field goal? Yeah. When? High school. From what distance? Uh, well, that back in the, those days, let's see, you were on the three, so the 13. The 13? Yeah. Okay. Not in a game, though. Not in a game. Yeah, not under pressure. Yeah. No, and I'm like, I'm totally willing. We can't simulate a game with you right. doing well, it. Oh, clearly I mean, not. I'm not going to bring 11 guys in the box here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, well. Maybe. Could well, I get that? Could we do could that? You fulfill, could you fulfill that? Uh, not now. It's the off season. Damn it. But if I said, if I talk nicely to the coach and he's like, who are you? Yeah. 
I think you're going to get like I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I would love to facilitate. I'm just, I'm I would love saying, to make it happen. If I practice for three days, I think I could I could kick seventy percent. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying I I think so. I, anyhow, the point I'm trying to say is that when quiet I think it was quiet right who said uh who who's I think it was quiet right I I really want to be overrated like that's like something quiet right said that I I'm trying to remember I'm a axe grinder sidewinder uh yeah mental health yeah that would that uh, would be yeah, quite right. right yeah yeah I really want to be overrated I'm, I'm frustrated outdated i really want to be overrated i think that's here's <laughs> the thing about me and quiet right i'm not very familiar with the catalog outside uh, of yeah. uh, bang your head bang your head and then they have, they have one mental health will drive you mad mental health will drive you mad uh, he always seemed like a dick the lead singer because he was mask. always on those he was always on those vh1 shows never watched it you never watched any of those vh1 shows i mean i probably did like they remember the 80s remember the 90s yeah those were I, those were on all the time i'm I, as a child I watched a lot of VH1. Like that's weird. I think I want to say too much. It might have been too much. <laughs> sure. But like I've watched. I I really fell in love with behind the musics, and I was like, oh, okay, nope. Yeah. I I want to do this. Like it was it was the perfect storm of like I want to be a musician, and then the show comes out, and it's like I remember like when the Metallica one came out. I was like, I'm gonna I'm going to be a musician. That's the last. If it, if I do nothing else in my life, I sure. will be a musician. And and then it was just like story after story after story behind the music where it's like, okay, now it's like a class. And you're like taking notes, like okay, don't get addicted to drugs. Yes. The initial fame will fade. You That's have hard. to focus. That's a hard. Because again, one. like no one, no one's gonna make a documentary about like the Beatles or Paul McCartney or something like that. And being like, well, here's what happened. So, uh, they really hit a hard time when Paul McCartney just kept doing all the work. <laughs> so yeah, they, they really hit a hard time. They didn't make a quintessential classic album when Paul McCartney didn't show up. Like it's just like it was right. all those things where it's like you're the pitfalls were so easy to see. Like they, they put together their their first album. And they just blew through the blew the door off the place, right. and then they had to follow up. And then that's what led to the trouble, and the trouble led them away from music. And then um, there's a redemption story. At the end. And then Vince Neil killed a guy. And Vince Neil killed a guy, <laughs> and then that was the redemption story when they started working with Bob Rock and uh, Kickstart My Heart, and they really actually started get this giving a shit about writing good songs and caring. And oh, I don't even remember. What was Motley Crue? Before? That's when they got sober the first time. Like that's when they made "Kickstart oh. My Heart," and that was arguably their biggest album. It's like, a good hit-wise. song. Oh, it's a great album, honestly. Which one was that? "Kickstart My Heart," I believe, is the album. I I I had a Motley Crue album on vinyl, and I'm trying to remember what was that one just called "Helter Skelter." Uh, yeah, I think that was an early one. Yeah, I had I think I had "Helter Skelter," and it had song "Helter Skelter" on it, which I thought mm-hmm. was. I'm like, what is this? Did you ever read a? Uh, the uh, the dirt, Molly Cruz, the dirt. No, I oh. don't believe in reading books. You told I I told you that. I don't either, but I I love that book. Uh, too. Uh, maybe it was Shot of the Devil. It was Shot of the Devil? Too fast for love might have been the like. Oh, I guess we can hyper or yeah, just hover over it. Hover over it. Yeah. That, no. No, not that. Well, maybe it, it might have been Shot of the Devil. Theater of Pain. Mm, I think it was. I think it was Shot of it was Shot of the Devil. Oh, Doctor Feelgood is what had a. Uh, Kickstart my heart on it. 
Well, that's got a scary picture on it. Yeah. Old Bob Rock. I remember seeing like the cover of the Poison album and that gave me nightmares. Which one? <laughs> Poison. Whatever the whatever the like was there more than one Poison album? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they I had just, albums. They also had a behind the music. He Brett Michaels has uh diabetes and then didn't uh treat himself for it. Is that why he lost his hair? No, that's why he collapsed. He, like he was doing drugs and shit like that. This, this one, one. Oh, look at that. The one. open up and open say up ah. ah. Yeah, that's a frightening That's hmm. a frightening album cover. It kind of freaked me out as a kid. Well, it was a just a wonderful lawless time. I actually right. had the idea like speaking of urban lawless times that we're currently living in right now. Okay. You know, I thought an interesting movie idea might be, and again, trademark everything that we say. Okay. Because we already, and this is not like in depth like my Vietnam Monkey Man movie. That was in depth? Well, it was. I mean, it had a beginning. We watched The Hunted, by the way. We didn't, so. Yeah? Yeah. How was it? It was bad. <laughs> I don't, re- I can't remember a single thing. It's outside super telegraphed. Of, outside of, there was the climax I want to say was like it was raining in a forest and during the training session uh Tommy Lee Jones says okay now reverse your blade and yeah there's like a training session that he had and that he uh Antonio not Antonio Benders uh Benicio de, Benicio de Toro had a lovely mullet that's that's the only yeah, thing I mean it was a solid it was a solid FBI or whatever special ops special ops mullet once again I don't remember yeah you don't need to watch it Again. I might. I'll watch it. Just yeah, just they get caught up. I was, I was watching. I was like, "Holy shit!" I lied about seeing this movie in my dream, but not only is it very close to the dream I had. Oh, it was actually exactly what I thought it was going to be as well. So yeah. it was a weird, like parallel thought. Like, had I have I seen this movie at some point? And I just I thought I was lying, but anyway, <gasps> I was thinking. Oh, I remember. Hey, just now what? I remembered, like, because when we talked about this last week, yeah, I re- just remembered my bit. It was two weeks ago. But. Yeah, I remember the bit that so every Nathan's movie reviews from mm-hmm. my college days had like its own special bit. Okay, and for that one, for the hunted, for the hunted, uh-huh. I like recorded the video and then just mumbled nonsense. And talked nonsense, mm-hmm. and then I laid over my voice after the fact, and so everything was out of sync. Okay, and just looked weird. Like that was that was your bit. That was the bit. That was a good bit. Well, because like the first, it was like visually hey, stunning. Hey, I'm Nathan, and welcome to Nathan's movie reviews. And so that would be in, that was in sync uh-huh. for the overdub, <laughs> and then like immediately like then just get, goes off the rails. Uh-huh. And the gal who was directing the night that night when we aired it. She's like, oh, hey, whoa, whoa, what's up with the audio? It's out of sync. It's out of sync. And I'm like, oh, no, it's supposed to do it's that. It's supposed to do that. This is a real funny bit. Everyone's <laughs> going to talk about sur- this. I also had a velvet painting of a clown for like the first six months I did it. Mm-hmm. I tried to make sure it was in every shot I had. That's just, a better bit. <laughs> just like in the corner or just kind of like off in the distance. Sometimes I'd just be holding it. That's a, Anyhow. That's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Between two ferns. Yeah. At the same time between two it was ferns. A lov- it was a lovely painting of a velvet clown. It was great. I like it. Anyhow, so, sorry. So, like literally that just like came rushing back. That's good. I'm glad. the ether. Because I was like. It's always <laughs> relieving when that happens. Like when you remember <laughs> something you forgot and you like you cannot forget what it. Did, what, what did I do for that movie? Yeah. No, you need to get that out. It's just like popping a pimple or, uh, you know. 
having a good sneeze or something like that. Sometimes you just need to it's just do it. It's got to get out there. But I want to get your thoughts on this. It's just okay. a, it's a general basis of a movie. Okay. I think okay. It'd, I think it'd be an interesting juxtaposition. I'll make it better. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there's no real plot. There's just kind of a basic premise. Okay. Okay. So we all know what the you know the the violence happening on a daily basis in like cities like Chicago or New York or L.A. right now or anything like that. You know that, right? I mean, there's violence in the streets. There's literally like you know people being hurt on a daily basis and everything like that. Like every day of the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought it'd be an interesting, because one of my favorite time periods is the like 1800s and the, the colonization or the the spread west, you know, the, the, the venturing. Manifest destiny. The westward bound. I think, I think there's better ways to put it other than manifest destiny. But yeah, yeah. I, it's a bad look in 2021 to bring up manifest destiny. Hey, by but, the way, just FYI, I just want to yeah. put this out there. My brother and sister, they worked for a, a, a home for the mentally handicapped, uh, the mentally deficient, yeah. where they had to be cared for twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, it was a you know just a place where they they lived. It was a, I mean it was a working home, mm-hmm. right? And it was called Manifest Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I don't think you know what this word means. Man. And anyhow, they eventually they changed the name of it. It was just like. Yeah, this, this doesn't really reflect what we do. It doesn't really apply, <laughs> nor does it. Like, is it a joke? If it's a joke, I, I mean, mean, that was the only thing I like. I'm, I'm never like being a kid, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you it know, sounds I, fine. I mean, and again, like I guess yeah, the spirit manif- of manifest, yeah, manifest, destiny. manifest destiny. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so you love the 1800s. You love lawlessness. Anyway, I think Go ahead. I think you can have a parallel of you know cops not responding police like not enforcing anything and then you have a little bit of a tangential lawlessness going on in an urban setting in modern times where one of the things like we've talked about on the podcast before where you'd have you know you can kill somebody in one town and then ride you know 15 miles to the next town yeah. shave your beard and all of a sudden you're a different person all of a person. sudden you're the sheriff yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah that's a beautiful thing i mean that that it existed ever that in, level of we do live in a world right now currently where you could shoot somebody and then just walk away and then even if the cops do find you they might not have the ability to put you in jail or keep you in jail or anything like that so you do have like this semi-tangential world of the 1800s as far as violence and street justice as i will say it is it's so there's really no story there's just a basic premise of like can you make a parallel deadwood style TV show or movie based and again not having seen the wire but again there's law enforcement that has actual like power but they don't have power in this in this premise hmm. is that ring uh, is that a yeah trip your trigger a little bit hold on let me think here I, for some reason my brain immediately goes to there's no zombie survival guide uh-huh. at the end of the book there's this really great like section where it's like all known zombie attacks that's ever happened ever, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them was like like inner city Chicago or, or New York or something. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what it was where like two rival gangs somehow got attacked by a horde of zombies mm. and they barricaded themselves in a school and there was no like law enforcement coming and then they, you know, mm-hmm. ended up defending themselves and killing a bunch of zombies and, and then they called it a race war. <laughs> and that's how they covered it up. Anyway, and... That's the first thing that popped my The other thing, you know, A, you got to be careful here. You got to be care- sensitive. Why do I have to be Got to be sensitive, sensitive with, 
Well, because we're not inner city youth. What are we talking about? Oh, no, oh, well, this, uh, yeah, no, yeah. this is what I'm saying. You're going yeah. tangential to growing so, up in a very it's it's a it's a oddly similar juxtaposition of time. The, the I think it'd be. Oh no, I'm not saying anything. I, I'm I'm thinking it's interesting. I think there there might be there could be neighborhoods somewhere where there is a peacekeeper. Like there yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, there is one dude. A who hockey is, goon. Like your is, job is to maintain the peace. Like and you know, just kind of keep things keeping in line, kind of making sure everything simmers and doesn't yeah. boil over. Yeah. And there is that and there's that one guy. That's what I'm saying. It's a premise. Like and, you're 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 living in a world like, hey, if I rightfully gun you down, like let's say just even tangential no. to a duel. Let's say we yeah. agree to a duel. Yeah. All right. This was sparked by uh, the story that our mutual friend told us. About what? About people being gunned down in a in a battle, you know, in a turf war. Okay. And because essentially, and this is his words, and I don't know if it's true, but I got the the idea from it. But like because it was consensual shooting and it was a fair fight, essentially they were like, We're not gonna do anything about it. We're oh. just gonna we're just gonna let it Is this the is this the lie. one where the cops showed up and then shot? No, no, no. I think the cops didn't do anything. I think they showed up anyway. It's there is there is a this is a bullshit well, story. Uh-huh. There is you know, turf war, gunfight, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the specifics. Cops show up and start shooting, right? A I don't know if the one he was talking about had anything to do with cops shooting. Anyhow, a child gets mm-hmm. shot in the crossfire. Yeah, this had nothing to do with it. But uh, this is a separate it was, story. It was, it was predetermined that- But this is a separate story. Not predetermined. It was determined because of ballistics that it was a cop who shot this kid mm-hmm. uh, responding to gunfire. And so the only people that died was this little girl, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is the story he was. Anyhow, saying. the the two the two guys, yeah, the two guys who were shooting at each other are now being charged with the murder of the little girl that got shot by the cops. I don't think that's anyhow. That's, that's a separate not, story. This is a separate story. Yeah, I want more lawlessness. There is I this, there is something that sounds vaguely familiar with the idea of like they agreed to shoot they at each other, so they they decide not to. Uh, Which would be similar prosecute. to a duel, where you agree, right. like, okay, we're going to do this. And that's the interesting premise. Whether it can yeah. be dystopian future or whatever, or like uh, wildly close to what's actually happening in certain parts of the country, I think you could do a parallel. And I think it's an interesting parallel because you would have, like you said, like a peacekeeper, like someone that's not Johnny Law, you know? Yeah. They're just, but you, when but they say. Be a law figure of sorts. Yeah, outside of the government, outside of the law. I mean, it's it would be an interesting premise to start thinking you think about. And I, there's got to be right. That feels like I think thing. there already has to be. I, f- I feel like that's a thing, I, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I think it's interesting that because of the no snitching rules, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that somebody could be involved in a shooting and move, you know, three hours away. And, yeah. you know, not necessarily start over, but certainly, yeah, you know, lay low. I don't I don't know. Like it's a it's an allegory that you would have like that you could at least tie in what would seem like on the outset to be two completely different time frames. And like, yeah. you know, especially in the hypersensitive uh, political world we're in. It's like if you could draw a parallel between 1880s New Frontier and uh south side chicago i think it's i think it's i think it's interesting that it's you know 
I, I do love I love bringing in those Western elements into a- anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, look at the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, everybody's like, oh, it's it's like a Western. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I haven't seen it. It's uh, I didn't get through season two. I will only watch like one episode. The the thing is interesting about the Mandalorian is it's too episodic. It's too jarring. <laughs> like it's okay. so episodic because every single episode there it's a very loose progression of what's like it it's progressing the you know the main story arc of point a to point b mm-hmm. it's very loose and every the beginning of every episode it's like a new set of problems with a new set of characters okay. and maybe just maybe it, you'll fill in a couple blanks within the larger story arc okay. of the entire series season um and so it's it's very episodic and a lot of uh behind the veil or like uh like keeping things withheld so that they can slowly re- no not not, not even that, no like no. just i'm going out i'm doing a job okay. you know it's oh, like it point feels, a to point b then it feels like a team you know like okay. the a, like the a team where he's like we got a job we got hired to do a job for today and this is the job we're doing for today and maybe at the end we'll have like a two minute bit where um, we talk about how the cia is still hunting us you know that yeah. that, that kind of thing it's you know it's a little bit it's easily digestible because you only come back to it once a week as compared to just binging right through it. So, you know, real episodic. Um, so the idea of bringing in Western elements, I think it's interesting. I think, yeah. like, you can do some, you know, uh, shoot out the OK Corral uh, yeah. that that could be still feel lol. I mean, when you look, when you, you watch, when you watch Tombstone, mm-hmm. I mean, you feel that lawlessness. Yeah. You feel, you feel that on the edge of chaos yeah. uh, <laughs> that could happen, that could break out any second. And yep. you could say that that could very well be, uh, uh, not prescribed, but applied, applied to, yeah. to, uh, you know, inner modern city. day, uh, urban settings. Yes. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I, I even think you can get really, <laughs> really lazy just taking, the, an exact storyline, you know, and just plopping it in to this uh, yeah. the setting. Not that we would ever do such a thing. But, yeah, I mean, listen, you know. I want to be overrated. You want to be overrated. <laughs> Some motherfuckers took a beat by beat uh, <laughs> of fucking Tombstone. Tombstone. They just put it in Southside Chicago. That's those sons of bitches. I mean, technically, like it's that different could, enough. Fuck. Right. Like, oh no, they, there are these two white guys out in out, mm. out, fucking Iowa. Yeah. Wrote this fucking script. Script. Tell them how much uh, they how much time they spend Southside. I mean, we go. Th- I've gone through it a couple of a times. A couple of times. Yeah. So, I mean, I've driven on the interstate and said, "Ooh, yeah. who, who are those guys over there?" Mm-hmm. So I think it's fine that I write. <laughs> well, I don't understand. I mean, like we can write about it. I mean, why can't we write about it? Mm. Oh, why not? I want to be able to. I want it to be true. And well, if it's not real, well, of if that's so. not a thing. But again, like it could be a thing. But what, like if. If I've never been to space, can I write sci-fi? Like that's the thing uh, where I I understand what you're saying, yeah. and I do understand the slippery slope argument that you're making because I've made it plenty of times. Well, and I, I don't and think, I, yeah. And I, well, I'm just saying I would want to have a little bit of exposure to. Yeah. Well, this goes back to like my aim stripper uh, situation. Like, I would like to sit down for six months and follow an aim stripper. Yeah. Just to be like, I. I need to know more. I think there's a story here. Yeah. You know, I'm going to follow a story. I don't know. I know I'm just scratching the surface here. I need to figure out why you're here. Well, yeah. And that's going to take time. Well, for starters, let's just go ahead and just say money. No. 
though, because oh, what it's a stripper in Ames, Iowa. It's different. Mm, like enough money, though. But again, if we've, we, I think we talked about this on the podcast. But like, if I don't know. if if you're any good at stripping, why wouldn't you travel the twenty five minutes? They're not good at stripping. But but or they have a weird body shape. No, I mean there were some attractive. <laughs> strippers there i mean there was some attractive, some attractive yeah i mean there was there was some of the large ladies but there, there was there was a, there was some how many pear-shaped women uh i would say if there were seven strippers there there were two that were like way too skinny okay two that were like uh for lack of a better word normal looking healthy and then there were probably two that were bigger and then okay. one I didn't see or look remember. At, look at you using checking your language before you say it. Look, look at, at that. that. Yeah, see? Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to be too demeaning. That's good. Well, I'm just saying. They were, I mean, they were, yeah. I'm not going to yuck on anyone's yum. I don't do that. Yeah, right. I mean, the dude eating a sandwich at the fucking <laughs> table. I, uh, yeah. But and anyway, I, like, I, I knew, I knew, like, because we talked to one of them. Like, I, like, she did a good job dancing. There was, like, fucking maybe 25 people in the place total. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go up and tip a dollar to this stripper. Right. Okay. So I'm like, she's going to be walking around when she walks by. I will say you they did do, a great they job. Do, they, they do the walk around thing. She was just walking around. They I mean, they do the walk around thing of asking, do you want to hey, dance? You, That's not why she came over. She was walking by and I said, hey, you did a really good job. Here's 10 bucks. You know, yeah. that's what I did. And you called it a day. Well, and then we sat down and, talk, and we talked for a little bit because she's like, oh, we don't see couples come in a lot and like that. And like, and when they do, it's like always like the girls are always like always really weird and awkward and everything with that. And like, oh, no, we like, like we didn't know Ames had a strip club. So we just wanted to like come and see what experience see Ames's best strip club. I Well, they're only one. Yes. Well, but right. they're best. Yes. Uh, same. Yeah. Same yes. thing. Yeah. So I just had to like I had to do this for just my own personal. If there's a skeevy strip club. Bobby's got to get there. I just want to see. Well, I'm going to write a book, I think, or write a movie. You're, you're going to write a days. book about And then I'm going to have these, this uh, setting yeah, in my head. tapestry of uh, Yeah, and then I'll be able to speak clubs. from authority and be like, well, <laughs> well there's many I'm reasons. I, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't you, go to Southside Chicago. Did you keep your tax? Did you just keep your receipts? I only bought, I think we bought four beers there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There was okay. no cover charge. We didn't get a oh, dance. Jesus. They didn't even take off their clothes, which is the crazy thing too. Like, saw no titties. Are you? Th- th- you went to a Staples. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, know I did it without the beer. I mean, yeah, there was no beer at Staples. Although I, they got really mad when I brought my own beer in. Um, <laughs> no, but I like. Yeah. I, I was talking with my wife after after the girl left. I was like, man, because I also noticed that there was a number of trailer parks in Ames, and I'm like. I just want to be a fly on the wall for like six months just to kind of see yeah. what what's going on. What's the day to day? You go into the grocery store, like what's going on? Like how, like, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Ames? How Are sad you? is it? I don't know. That's I'm the tone. I feel like it's going to be sad, but maybe that's just me and I just don't know. Exactly. That's where the exploration is probably I need to, sp- I, I need is to spend needed. a couple of time, you know, a couple of hours and not hours, but a couple of days in Southside Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. Then it's again like where like, no, this is fucking awesome. Or like, you know, yeah, it sucks on the outside. I mean, look at Shameless. Shameless is a great example of a show that like is all about the South Side of Chicago. There's zero. I mean, there's very little black people in yeah. Shameless, but like they somehow can write about and have the authority to write about what yeah. it's like to grow up in poverty in the South Side of Chicago. Somebody did though, right? 
billionaires there's gotta be, there's I'm gotta sure be there has some, to be somebody. There's gotta be somebody on the team that's a part of it, right? Maybe, but like how, like also like farcical maybe, but like uh, lampoonish or cartoonish to shameless seem at times where I'm like, I'm pretty sure uh, the, the you amount know, of hijinks. V couldn't, sh- couldn't walk home, you know, at, at certain points in the time. Like, mm. like how often was she raped, you know, or like, <laughs> you know, when she clearly... And I that's what I've said about justify I mean not justified about uh, shameless for a long time is <laughs> just there's not enough, you know, Reality? sexual assault. Well, I mean w- w- I, I at, haven't said that. No, but. you haven't said that. But I mean like what we're talking about here is like you're talking about like how tough the area that you're living in is, right? right. It's tough like all these things happen and it's it's because you're fighting an uphill battle on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Like you're southeast, all this stuff. Okay, well, then a lot more than just the cops being nice to you all the time when your dad shows up drunk uh, and never yeah. getting in trouble and you being able to sell drugs freely and, you know, yeah. go to school if you want. Like, all this shit. Like, it's there was flawless. nothing. And I guess that was my problem with Shameless, where it's like, yeah. it can't be that. What you're portraying can't be that bad. You yeah, know? just because you got arrested doesn't mean that it ruined your life, as compared to a lot of people. Right. Where when you got arrested, it ruined your life. Correct. Yeah. Or you go to jail and you get, yeah, you get a, like a you second chance. and No, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's just enjoying themselves and, uh, you know. It... I think a look into Southside Chicago with a, a tinge of Deadwood and. I think I think there is something there uh, bringing a, uh, uh, you know, a lawless, you know, yeah. on the edge of chaos. Mm-hmm. It's literally, a, I mean, like, could somebody literally take a beat for beat remake of tombstone, oh, tombstone, and set it well in, you know. And the other thing too, Cabrini you, Green in the eighties. Well, or <laughs> now, know? like I think now would be the interesting time, but like because again, we, we're just dealing with yeah the law. Actually, like the cops and all that stuff would be like the impending government coming in in Deadwood. Like Deadwood was always worried about the government coming in at some right. point, right? So they want to so bring the society to. You'd have like a its own. Again, enforcer in or like you know peacekeeper yeah. kind of thing that would already exist, and they're just they're uh, waiting for the impending or they're hoping the impending law doesn't actually come back in. That that's kind of where you can get it. maybe a little dystopian with it, you know, maybe a little yeah. skewed, but not too far off from reality. But right. anyway, yeah. It's, and at the end of the day, yeah, this could be a podcast. We'll we'll write the movie later. Let's just just copy Deadwood, just beat for beat. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you know, give us comments on like spitball in this movie, blue sky this movie, blue sky in this movie. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to say that we brought in minorities from Southside Chicago before we started. Just, just people saying. living their true life and I experience, just, right? I, that's a, that's. I mean, exactly. I get that. Listen, if you're somebody, all you find folks from Illinois, tell me about your experiences, and I can put them in a movie, and I might get you a writing credit. Yeah. Maybe. What if we gave everyone in Southside Chicago writing credit? To the fine people of South, like, that's it. I don't think he can credit large blocks. I, 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 mean, I don't know. I don't know. The SGA says uh, otherwise. So sorry, we can't do that. But give us money and thanks. Have fun. It, have fun. Five star reviews. 